What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, movie trivia schmodown fans? My name is Brad Gilmore, but you might know me by another name. You might know me as The Boat. Oh, wait a minute. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. You're my dreamboat, for sure. And you're watching the schmodown Rundown, the only show that matters. And I'm joined by a quite, quite, quite... What did you say? I don't know. Did you say white or white? I love those numbers. I'm feeling really good. I don't even. What's going on? I said a quite, 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 and I didn't know where to go after I said quite, quite, quite. Because you're really not the guy that I want to talk to today. Oh, well. It's no different than any other week, Brad. I'll be honest with you. You aren't the guy. There was one guy in particular who I wanted to speak with today, and that guy is our special guest on the show this week. Ladies and gentlemen, make some room and some noise. Put your hands together for the one and only Andrew Guy. There he is. Hey, what's up, boys? Look at Andrew Guy. Look at Look you. Look at you, man. Good to see hey, you, gentlemen. How, how are things going with you? Were you delaying because I kept changing my background? Absolutely. You were like, I'm about to bring him on. And I was like, I'm going to change it. I'm just going to keep changing it as many times as I can. I see him going from screen to screen to screen to screen to screen. I said, let me delay. Let me give him a little, little benefit like, of the doubt. I was like, which one of these do I want, man? Which one do I take on? I don't know. There's so many. Uh, but I think I'll stick with this one. You are going loaded, man. You, you got all the bells and whistles over there. Look, man, this guy's a professional. I don't know if you know this. But he's a professional. But uh, how, how, how are things going, Andrew, in all seriousness? Uh, good, man. I, I couldn't complain at all. I, I love being on the desk. I, you know, it's made me fall in love with the MTS again in a completely different way. Um, you know, I've always been a student and like a scientist of the game, if you will. There's a reason why Ben's my best friend. There's a reason why everyone talks about his strategy. And uh, now to be on this side of it, it's it's cool, man. I, I really, really love it. And then uh, everything else aside, you know, life's life's going pretty well. I can't complain. Like, pre- like when you're calling on the desk, pressure's like as a player, pressure's not on anymore, right? Pressure's off in that regard. But it's a different kind of pressure. Don't you feel like calling the matches? You actually go through the ebbs and flows of emotions that these competitors do even more because it's yeah. like, oh my god, I see the answer. Are they gonna get it? Are they gonna get it? Ah. <laughs> 
Oh, every every reaction you see from me is a completely authentic. It's a hundred percent genuine. I am. I, I guess I could tell you guys this, but there's a reason why I wear basketball shorts while I call these matches <laughs> because I am literally profusely sweating. I have such huge nerves for everyone out there because look. First of all, I don't want to screw anything up for them, right? right? I know how much is at stake. I know how much work goes into actually getting to the desk to even compete. So the last thing I want is to ever impede on that. And the other thing is, is just that like, I've loved this show for about half a decade. I want to make sure that the quality doesn't go down just because I am on the desk now. You know what I mean? I, I totally feel that pressure. Yeah, well, if anything, the quality funny. has has risen, in my opinion. I think a lot of the fans' opinions out there now that you're on the desk because you do bring a, a, a different vibe and, and presence when you're at the desk. And I'm as opposed to, to whom, uh, Frank? As opposed to Mark and Christian, I'll, you, is that what you want me to say, Brad? <laughs> I mean, they have their own, you know, original style of how they, you know, how the sure. show was born. But then you bring in more, you know, as the show has evolved and progressed, you know, there's become more of a sport element and andrew guy brings more i think of a sports casters type of feel to it while still when you're calling the match with mark ellis so there is those those contrasting styles that i think is is interesting because people will talk to oh we love ken naps like he brings a different flair you know everyone who's been at the desk brings a different flair but yours is i think the more uh sport uh centric if you will accented um uh, take on it and, and delivery and I've personally loved it, and it's it's also great because to see you uh, fully enjoy these matches because I know it can get rough when you're not losing, and you know, I've heard you know, and it just it's not as fun. But now you don't have to worry about losing; you're always winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, it, everybody hates losing. I, it's it's not anything I wish on anyone, and I and I feel the heartbreak for right. anyone that goes out there, and you can see it on their face, you can see it in their body language, and. And, you know, I, I really do appreciate what you're saying, uh, Frank, about, you know, the, the transition over to the desk, the difference that I bring as opposed to some of the other people out there. I'll never be a Mark and Christian Harloff. I know that um, I'll never be Mark and, and Ken or, or, you know, Ken and Christian, whatever it is. Um, I'm going to bring what I can bring to the table. And what I can bring to the table is I love this game. I know this game through and through. I I'm not scared to share my opinion, which I have to thank Clash for that. You know, I, I, I've yeah, done Clash right. Royale League since 2017 now. And if you watch the first season and a half or so um, that I do that, or even almost the first two years that I do it, my counterpart, Rich, who actually knows Mark Ellis very, very well, um, we're very much just like, this is great and this is good and, and this is what's happening next. Whereas after we were there for a couple of years, we got more comfortable being more analytical and more critical which is why you kind of see me coming into the MTS with that confidence already. Um, as long as you're not being an asshole, I think it's really important to kind of look at the game from that standpoint. That's why maybe I'm there instead of Ken Knapsack. Maybe that's why I'm there as opposed to XYZ person that maybe hasn't played as much or studied as much as I have. I think that's like the biggest thing for me is the I, the good-natured criticalness that you bring because we can do it here on this show. And if I, when I spit out numbers, they go, oh, he hates corruption or this, that, and the other. Um, Remember your numbers well, Frank. <laughs> and also, so, when you say I hate corruption, that's why people think you hate corruption, but continue. Yeah, well, it doesn't help that you also bring it up every now and then. So, um, <laughs> uh, so like the criticalness that's happening there in real time because I don't think most players or, yeah, I guess most players don't experience that from other announcers whether it's smart christian or even brad or whoever else has been on the desk this year um that's the part that 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 was intriguing to me to watch because i was like oh he's he's saying things in real time during these matches you know commenting on their past second rounds or their past first rounds that they yeah. normally don't get from the other announcers i wonder how that's working for those competitors right there in the moment when let's say they scored five and you mentioned like well Last time they had seven, so it's a bit of a step back. It's interesting bringing that element, and I personally appreciate that. Yeah, it's a, it's a fine line to toe, right? Because, yeah. you know, when you talk about those numbers, I'm not bringing anything to the surface that people don't already know, but it is that line that you want to toe because just because you remind some of, someone of something that happened could have been something that was horrible for them that happened, right? But it adds stakes. It's all about adding stakes. I know both you boys love sports, right? We all love yeah. our sports, and that's what – it's all about in sports is just creating stakes right. for every single moment. So being able to do that without <laughs> look, I, 
I was a heel for a very long time. So if you want to come at me, you can come at me. It's, you know, that's your own agenda. Uh, but the fact that I'm now able to do it without that little edge to it, and it's just strictly objective. This is what it is. This is what's happened in the past. This is where we're at in the match. All that, it takes it takes weight off of my shoulders as well. Because, you know, when you point out stuff that maybe happened negative, and like what you were just saying, if they score five in the previous match, they scored seven. Me pointing it out is my job. And it might sure. suck because that person's like, well, great, cool. Thanks for reminding me how much worse I did. But that's what we're supposed to do. And, and Brad, you know that from FCL and from, you know, substitute teacher day where you and I got to call together. <laughs> like, great. you got to call that stuff out, man. Yeah, you know, it, it, what, and the thing is about the Schmodown is it's the only, at least one that I can think of, sport as we call it, where the players and competitors can hear the commentary as it's going on. When yeah, UFC announcers and yeah. boxers are in there or when you know the basketball is going on, the players aren't hearing or the fighters aren't hearing what the commentators are saying, right? Now, sometimes yeah. you'll go back and listen to the broadcast and you'll have some, you know, not too great Twitter mentions, you know, at times. But nevertheless, during it, you don't hear that. So I just do wonder um, for the player side, you know, how does that affect them? It's, a, it's an interesting thing to... To think about, but I did enjoy Substitute Teacher Day. I will say <laughs> that was great. that's a phenomenal point that you make, man. It it, it is it right because you still want to you got to keep their feelings in mind, right? Mm -hmm. Again, like the last thing you ever want to do as a broadcaster is is change the outcome of something that's going on. But you know, again, when you go back to and I, and I got to give love to you guys for doing this show. I got to give love to you, Frank, and of course, you know, as I know her, Call Sign Quinn or Doctor Megs, your mm -hmm. guys' numbers that you talk about whether it's yours or hers or, or even just watching the rundown, watching FCL, like that's my homework. Like those things I get to bring up because you guys have put in the work to lay that history or to lay those statistics that at the end of the day, I just need to make sure I know what I'm talking about based off of the information that's out there in the world already. With the amount of matches that there are, do you ever find it difficult to keep up with um, all the goings on of these players' stories, and 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 I mean stories as players. I don't mean like storylines, but right. hey, they did this. Now they're doing this. They're going this way. This is what's going on. Do you find that difficult at all? Uh, yeah, man, definitely. There's so many matches. There's so many great competitors out there that have great, great stories and characters and just it, personalities that you want to make sure you do justice to everyone. So I, you know. There's some days when I have to call five matches or four matches, and, and I always, always try to make sure that within the last 24 hours, I have watched every single one of those competitors' most recent match. It, it just feels like it's it's the due diligence that you need to put in so that you're at least familiar with them. Because as you know, I'm sure both of you guys know, when you're under the, the white hot spotlight of just being an announcer, when your brain freezes on you, you rely on what you definitely know, right? So if you right. put in that work already, like you're saying, Frank, it could be like, and not the greatest round two performance. If you'll remember the last time they were out, they got seven. Today's at five, only two point deficit, but we're still in a really good spot. It's like that homework you put in saves your ass. And and honestly, there's a lot of ass saving that goes on out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 But, but one more thing I wanted to ask you about, because you talked about... Um, not changing the outcome of the match. And this is one of the things that I've found in the FCL is you have to, as the broadcaster, telestrate to the fans at home and, and the viewers watching what's going on, what the implications of round-by-round round means. And sometimes I do wonder if that affects the game in this sense of like, hey, you know, they're going into their final round. They do have three JTEs or, you know, they have one JTE remaining. And then that gives a reminder to the player. Does that ever cross your mind of like, oh, I'm actually giving them – tips kind of but i'm talking to the audience yeah definitely i mean th there's also been times where i've said something in maybe the pre or the po or like i guess the pre-game is the one that actually you worry about the most because you know you don't want to affect them in the match whereas in the post game if you say something that pisses them off whatever the game's already over they're already right. upset if they lost or or happy if they won but yeah the, the pre-match man that's where i remember to this day and now that i'm mentioning it I don't know why I'm doing this to myself because now people are going to talk about it when they never did was the first match that I called uh, in teams or one of the first ones was deception and blackjack, I believe. Mm. And I asked a question that I thought was a very valid question, but I think I phrased it incorrectly. And, and thankfully lady justice and Adam handled it well, but I believe it was something along the lines of like, if you guys don't win today, what does that mean for your team or your team? You know, the, the, you as teammates 
And, you know, I was still nervous. I was still trying to get my feet, you know, beneath me there. But that was not a good question to ask in a pre-match. I, I would have been upset if someone asked me that match or asked me that before a match. Um, and and luckily for them, I guess for me more so, they were able to win that match and not be able to come back and be like, well, what the, what a guy saying to get that pissed me off. <laughs> right, right, what, right. is he giving a promo now? Is that his job? Like, is he going to tilt me? So that was one <laughs> of the think- times where I was really kind of nervous about what I'd done on the desk. I think that was one of the first times I go, whoa. Oh, Andrews, he's he's going yeah. for it. And I was like, okay. So yeah, like, what happens if you lose today, though? Yeah. <laughs> right? No, it's this like, is cool, this man. Thanks for setting us up for success. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like Chris Paul. What if you go out there and turn the ball over five times tonight? You know, just yeah. talk to us about the last game that you guys yeah. lost. What did you do wrong? Yeah. That you're not going to be wrong today. <laughs> oh, great stuff. So at all the matches that you've gotten to call this year, which has been, I mean, dozens and dozens, it feels like at this point, um, you've also gotten to do some of the pay-per-view matches, uh, including this last Friday, which is which was a set of teams matches that were just sensational. Incredible. Um, yeah. What matches stick out to you this year so far that you've gotten to call that you're like, wow, like when it finished? You know, it's 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 crazy for me. I mean, I, I love teams. Teams are definitely the matches where you'll see that I am really like – I'm kind of pacing and I you'll see me just go <laughs> I just like mouth wow a lot when I can't speak cuz I don't want to interrupt the show but I'm also just blown away but I got to tell you guys after being on the desk now for as long as I have and the amount of Star Wars matches that I've called which is only a handful I I, I mean I just want to be able to pronounce the words correctly <laughs> and right. these players and their knowledge and the camaraderie in the Star Wars division because I feel like it's kind of like every it's like these guys were all friends that didn't know they were friends from different parts of the world, right? Yeah, and then they yeah. come to the Star Wars division. It's like, oh my God, you're you are me. Like you love what I love as much as I do. So in those matches, while they're incredibly competitive, there's great camaraderie and respect between the players, which I think is something that you don't get a lot of in the other leagues, just because the characters in there are usually a, a little bit more you know, disrespectful or respectful. And obviously there's people like gold leader out there that have some great pizzazz, but just the sheer, just like pure knowledge that we see in star Wars, it blows my goddamn mind every (laughs) single time, man. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. I mean, even watching as a viewer, it's, it's incredible. And then I'm sure as a commentator, the one thing you think every time you see that question, you're like, God damn it. How am I going to say this planet? Terry Systems name or what's the name of this <laughs> gadget, you know? And it, sometimes, and what the thing is too, sometimes you just say something that you would never say. You would never pronounce this word this way, right? And you just see it on it. paper, and you're like, "I'm gonna, I got this one." Yeah, green on. You know, it's like I know Ray Fine's name, but I say Ralph Fiennes every time I see that name. I don't know why. Yeah. I think, I think you, you, um, in our match that we got to call oh, you, you accented <laughs> Tiffany Hadish. You know, that's something I I've never heard. I, I did it. Yeah, that's and right. Then, you did that you one. It and you're like, what? And then and then Brad and then Brad uh, pronounced Robert Logia instead of Robert yeah, Logia. You went Robert Logia. Logia. And then I was like offended that somebody corrected me. So yeah. it happens. Those things yeah, those things yeah. definitely happen. As the team's guy, though, to go back to it, I mean, you are, you know, uh, I mean, th- you had three different teams, I believe, that you were on during your time in the movie Trivia yeah. Schmodown. When you're watching those matches, were you saying wow because you're going through strategy in your head of like oh I wouldn't have done it that way oh, that, oh what are they thinking or what I mean what are you reacting to internally yeah you know I tr- I try not to be too reactive in the moments if it isn't a negative thing but definitely some of the times when I go I you'll see me maybe mouth wow even in singles uh, when I see people not play by the rules of the game not talking about people that don't un- like they're like can I repeat this or not that I'm talking about like. Here's the end of the question. Uh, okay, let's go. Let's go the multiple choice. It's been like um, it's been like one and a half seconds. Oh yeah. Or when people just don't answer, when people just yeah. don't submit an answer uh, as the first person out, or on like a two, three, or a five. There's times when I really am critical in my mind, and, and that's and you'll hear me bring it up sometimes in matches. Other times I won't because I don't want to you know rain on anyone's parade if they're already if they've won or if they're already having a rough day. I don't want to make it worse, but. You know, a lot of the times my wows are just out of being impressed, but there are a lot of them as well where I just am like, you know, I'm surprised you didn't challenge that or I'm surprised you checked down so quickly or I'm surprised that you didn't even submit an answer or 
whatever it may be, that's the one thing that I feel like I can't mask a hundred percent because you shouldn't be making those mistakes if you're in the big leagues. Mm. You just yeah. you just can't. And with the rosters, at least I've and, and again, I don't know anything really about what's going on behind the scenes, but I do feel like I've heard a lot of rumblings about the rosters shrinking next season. Right. And all of that, bring your A game. And if you're not going to bring your A game knowledge wise, you got to bring a character. And if you're not going to bring either, then you mm. bet your ass people like me that have been around for as long as I have, I am going to look at that and go, wow. And not a good wow. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, wow. Uh, see you in the FCL kid. No. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Andrew, I'm, I'm curious because you, you know, you talk about or have talked about being on the desk and being critical and obviously in the digital age, they can, they can hear you if they're not muting, you know, they can hear you right there. Do you think your, your approach would, would differ if once you start calling matches in studio where, you know, Sometimes the players, you know, players have commented, you know, when you're in studio, sometimes you don't hear the announcers in between rounds or what have you, or the or the the back and forth during the first round because they're so focused. Do you think that, like, knowing that you have that kind of buffer, that you could be a little more critical because you're not in their ear so directly? Right. You know, I, I I guess I hadn't really thought of that too much, but I do I do think that it's it's something that'll be a little bit of a, a weight off of my shoulders. In this, in the sense of being able to call exactly everything yeah. as it is without maybe getting in their head, but also at the same time, I really don't care. You know, I come from a, a time when we were playing studio matches. You guys know where people would be screaming obscenities at competitors yeah. while they were answering their five point question. Yeah, they'd be saying like, "God, you effing suck," <laughs> as you'd be hearing your five yeah, pointer, yeah. or vice versa. I'd be screaming that at someone else. So personally, I don't care. I think that right. you, if you want to play, if you want to be in the kitchen, you got to deal. What is it? What is he saying? If you can't deal with the heat, get out of the kitchen. Exactly. Get the hell out. I think go, Tiffany go, Haddish go somewhere said else. that somewhere. <laughs> go to Tiffany bar. Haddish, yeah. <laughs> Tiffany had, 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 uh, Don't play bar trivia, man, because right. first of all, when we're coming back in the studio, you got to deal with the audience. The audience is the first thing that you're going to Not sure. me. You're going to have to yeah, deal with right, them. Right. The oohs, the ahs, the wows, the lasps, the, get, the laughs, <sighs> the gasps, all of that. That hits you so hard as a competitor or even just the fact of like you hear a question asked and you don't immediately know the answer and the whole audience goes oh come on and you're like come on what like, <laughs> I know. What, what is the answer <laughs> yeah that, right yeah that hits you harder than a, i think a commentator ever could man that's yeah, a great that's a great, that's a great yeah. point that's something i forgot you know for it's been so long it feels Cut like since, since we've yeah. since we've had those, those it's crowds. really a different environment that i think some of these rookies who, who are going to have a chance to play in studio just sure. cannot prepare for in a way that, you know, I don't know how you could prepare for that because you're going up against, you know, some of your, your peers now and they're in the audience and you've perhaps watched them for five, you know, four or five years. And yep. now they're the ones in the audience going, oh, and you got to hear that in real time. And you're trying to hit a two pointer and it's like, you know, I don't know how they prepare for that. So I'm curious to see these rookies when they do get a chance to play in studio matches, how they react. And I want to ask you, Andrew, what rookies, you know, have caught your eye? You go, well, this could be the real deal, but, you know, maybe, you know, they're all Americans online, but are they in studio? You know, it's it's interesting because someone like Thomas Harper really stands out to me as a great, great player. He's so locked in. He's the type of guy that when I look at him, I really do wonder if anyone can get in his head, if that'll mm -hmm. actually happen. But then on the other side of it, when you look at Collision and what's coming down the pipes, we have two very different competitors in the inner geekdom division going head to head, right? When we look at Amru, when we look at Saul, they're so different. I don't know how they're going to react with maybe the other one talking trash in their face or like I was just saying with the crowd, with the audience, sometimes they don't even have to say anything. And you just missing a question in front of your peers like you're just mentioning, Frank, every single time you go into one of those MTS rooms, there's going to be numerous champions in there and probably a champion from your own division and probably people yeah. that you looked up to as your heroes when you wanted to join the league. They're going to see you miss. They're going to see you flail. They're going to see you make mistakes. And it's all about being able to deal with that and then move forward, which is why, like, it, it's so hard because I don't want to say that Adam Collins is an asterisk champion. I think he's an incredible champion. I think the dude knows so much more than I ever did. But I also wonder what it would have been like for him on his initial rookie run had it been in studio and he had to deal with big personalities and crowds. At this point, I don't even know if it will affect him because he is so settled into the league. 
but there's a lot of other people out there that haven't won a belt, yeah. don't, that, that have so much to prove, and they're going to feel that pressure, man. That's an interesting point about Adam Collins because he does come in as a former champion with the longest, yeah. tied for the longest win streak of all time in the singles division, and he yeah. has a sort, a sort of intimidation behind him because you can look at his accuracy numbers and he's only missed you know like 10 num- 10 questions in his entire singles career and so you're like well even if he misses just two more that's like okay great he's missing three questions a match like that's so <laughs> intimidating so it is going to be interesting to see uh the transition for some of these who players who've come in in the digital era and transfer over to studio matches which i just cannot wait for. it's it's really easy to kind of get back on that mental track when you have nothing else to think about other than the room that you're in right when you don't feel the pressure of the lights and the crowd and the commentators and all that. And things, the other thing too, that I think a lot of people forget is these matches move twice as fast in person. Oh yeah. You don't get your manager minutes every 30 seconds, right? These matches, they start and they start at the top of that roller coaster. The moment we say, let's get ready to schmo down. You are off on that ride doing double circles, upside down (laughs) twists and turns. And before you know it, dude, it's, it's over. Well, you know what? But before you know it, it's over. But it's a hell of a ride while it lasts. Andrew Guy, I know that um, you have some business to attend to. I think you have a, a live watch along over there on Action Industries. So go take care of that, my friend. And yeah. uh, we appreciate your insight as you know the new face of of the desk of the movie trivia showdown. We appreciate it, my man. Thank you, brother. Thank you guys both for having me here. It's a treat to see you both. It's a treat to be on the desk with you, Brad, and hopefully we'll have more opportunities for that. Uh, I know you guys are going to talk about some of the matches coming up. V, Dolph, Wiggins, and uh, and Brittany Young. I got to say, I'll give my really quick two cents on this. I think that Brittany Young is a force to be reckoned with. I loved what I saw her do. I loved her checking down with her JTE. I loved that she made that match look so one-sided, even though Klee played probably the next best out of all four of the competitors that I'm talking about. And then when we talk about the other match with V. Dolph, I want to see more yeah. gameplay knowledge coming in, not just movie knowledge, because we did see a pretty rough round one there, but more gameplay knowledge. And also, Brittany had a great energy about her. So did Klee. I think both of them had exactly kind of in mind what they wanted to be on stage. Whereas when I watched V and Dolph, I was a little bit more wondering what their idea was of what they wanted to bring to the show other than trivia knowledge, if that makes sense. Oh, man. Yeah, abs- yeah, yeah. I think, I think you hit on interesting th- points there. Yeah, A lot of interesting points. We appreciate the insight, Andrew. Don't want to hold you up any longer, man. We appreciate you, man. We'll talk soon, all right? Nothing but love for you guys. Thanks again. Take care. All right. Thanks, you. That is the incomparable Andrew guy who is always going to be switching green screens out on us. <laughs> but, um, Greens, Andrew, the green screen guy. Andrew, <laughs> the green screen. Okay. Um, so, oops. Um, no, mean, a little peeking on the curtain there. Oh, boy. Didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Good thing he had his shirt on, Brad. Let's see it again. Let's see it again. Oh, okay. All right. That's for all the audio listeners out there. That was peeking on the audio listeners, you have... And no idea what's going on right now. Um, I, I'm sure, you know, Christian Harloff famously likes to listen to the audio of this show. Yeah. And I'm sure right now he has zero clue. It's probably what... like fast forward to 10 seconds. He hits the 10 yeah. second fast forward. Boom. Anyway, thank you, Andrew Guy. I really love that insight. Um, and you know what? I think yeah. he teed us up perfectly to talk about the two matches that we had from uh, this week thus far. Um, we have two matches coming up. Uh, is it two tomorrow? One we tomorrow? Two, two tomorrow. tomorrow, yeah. Two one regu- our regularly scheduled 2 p.m. Friday match between Pop Quiz and Chaos Theory. Pop Chaos Quiz Theory. is uh, Jen Kemp and... And... Chaos Theory. What are you saying? No, I was trying to... I was trying to... Okay, well, PLD's going to help me. Never mind. I was <laughs> Vinny it's Mancuso. Pop, pop quiz, yeah, it's Jen Kemp and Vinny Mancuso. Oh, oh, you, yeah. oh then, you, were, you were setting it up for me to say yeah, the name. To, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. No, that's I okay. wasn't there for you. That's okay. And, uh, and then they're going up against Chaos Theory of the Stars, representing the Stars. That's Jacoby Bancroft and <laughs> your FCL boy, Nick Harley. Come on, dude. Come on, man. I was like, I come didn't on. Know you were teeing it up for me again. <laughs> I was like, oh I was like is he trying to build it up? Yes, of yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nick Harley, yeah. um, who, by the way, guys, I'm just going to tell you right now, this guy, this guy, 
Nick Harley is the dude, and he's going to be a force in the movie trivia showdown. Hey. He look, he got. I think he had three matches with us. He was the first FCO champion. He got three opponent's choices in round two. Look at that. In a I mean, row. That's in crazy. a row. And he still won. And I think we went we went something crazy overtime in uh in sudden death in the championship mm-hmm. match. And he stuck with it and he ended up pulling out the victory there. So he's the real deal. He's really the real deal I mean, of Holyfield as Snoop Dogg said. He's gonna have his chance to make a mark tomorrow against two quality uh, players in Jen Kemp and Vinny Mancuso. I mean, they're no slouches. And and Mancuso's look, rough. That's a and, that's a rough go. Yeah, things. and he's got a great partner with Jacoby Bancroft, as we've seen him play. Um, you know, this couple matches this season as Friend well of the as free for all. Yeah. So uh, looking forward to the, that's a that's a pretty pretty good matchup we got going going there tomorrow with rookie teams and rookies. Oh, um, man, I cannot so wait to see Nick Harley. But then later in the, that evening for the pay per view, it is Mark Riley. Of the den representing the den going up against mm. Liz Shannon Miller of the usual suspects. This is a big spot for both of these players. Mark Riley, you know, it seems I got, like I got, got Liz Shannon Miller. You do? Okay. I have Liz Shannon You know Miller. what? I this one is really close for me because it should be close. And I, I do give Riley the slight edge, if only because I want to see him win. Because it seems like Ever since he he linked up with the Finstock Exchange last season, you know there was all the the the, the Ben Bateman, Dan Merle, John Roca tri, trifective thing, you know, mess that was happening, and it seems like Mark Riley was kind of forgotten, and it seems like. And then who's the boss? You know, with Ben and, and Mark Riley just got trounced by Shazam, and then Ben kicks him, down, kicks him out. The shaky hands. He's got shaky hands. Ben loves that a little bit till his day. He just loves it. And so it seems like Mark Riley is becoming more of a footnote um, in the league because we don't see him as often. And there's many reasons for that, but if and he's just like an up and down player. Um, so I would love to see him win. Uh, this match tomorrow night because I think it would set him up probably pretty nicely for perhaps a singles tournament run if in fact he does represent the Den in that tournament. Liz Shannon Miller, uh, I, I think this is also probably more for seeding. I think in the singles tournament she's gonna be fine, win or lose. But obviously she wants to win, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if she wins. She, you know, I think she has a lot of knowledge just as much as Mark Riley does. So I think it's a really great matchup, and it's a big opportunity for both of these players to really add a quality win to their resume. And it's, I think it's gonna be a hell of a show tomorrow night. Yeah, man, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to both of those. I'm looking forward to the, both of those. Obviously, um, uh, I was going to wear a Nick Harley shirt actually. Wow. Uh, on the show tonight. You guys got I, that merch already? Wow. Uh, you know what? Nick Harley is is the man, and he has any and everything. Um, okay. But um, I, I decided not to. But he will be um, representing the first class league tomorrow, and I'm, I'm excited for it. By the way, just real quick for FCL, for everybody just know, this Tuesday we have a series of big matches. Brendan Moore and um, uh, uh, Fred Klein will be in battle with each other, 0-1 versus 1-0. But our main event, Star Wars Championship on the line. Ooh. The owner of Scum and Villainy Cantina, J.C. Reifenberg, will be taking on Sonny the Might Drop Olsen. And the Who winner becomes... For? And they're playing for that bad boy. The FCL Championship. Look yes, at that. Now, this is the original Star Wars Championship belt. Yeah. The actual one that was held by Sam Witwer and Ken Knapsack and, 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 and those type of folks. Yeah. And it's been redesigned and repurposed for the first class league. I got to say, it looks, looks good. Looks good. Looks good. I like good. it. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I did it. I did it myself. Can you believe that? No, I can't. I did it myself. Huh. Um. Anyway, let's talk about the matches, though. Well, oh, before that, for just it. to wrap up this FCL corner, we got to talk about Marzonia and Turner. Marzonia and Turner with a Aaron Turner sensational match. The godfather of the rundown, Aaron Turner. So we have to talk about him. <laughs> That's not Aaron Turner. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I said last week, you, I think it was on the Friday show, uh, the Friday post show for Throwdown, which you weren't a part of. Uh, I, I think I was talking about, I was like, hey, I got to root for my guy, Aaron Turner. And man, what a match. And, and I said, and I love Alex Marzonia. Like, dude, great dude. He's great. And I love it. I was like, I wouldn't be mad if he won, but like, I got a roof. Were you watching live or did you see it on the replay? I saw it on the replay. Okay, saw it on the replay. Because live, it had a very, it was very tense because they went back and forth really throughout the first two rounds. One of them, like, what are the odds that Aaron Turner 
is able to get wrestlers in film, and then Alex <laughs> yeah. Marzonia gets musicians in Un- film. Incredible. I was like, like, like what? What in the schmodown yeah. hell is going on? And then um, going into that last round, um, you know, it was uh, By the Sea. Is that the name of the movie that Aaron Turner got it wrong? Is it By the Sea, PLD? Yeah. yeah Not Under it, the yeah, Sea? Yeah. That would be a lot better. Yeah. Under the Sea, right? Uh, but it's By the Sea. He gets wrong, and that's what ended up costing him. And Alex Marzonia, with an out of nowhere, like Steph Curry, Dame Lillard, pulling up from the Logo 3 um, point shot uh, with his pull of gravity. It was nuts. It was it's a great. nutty nutty match really really good uh really really good match we had our second ig match but i was pulling for turner i was like just like like just because of the rundown lineage if right, i took myself right, out right. of it I'd, I'd i'd be rooting for aaron turner but i think aaron turner the titan is now things about it think about it you pissed off a titan yeah i don't he's not happy he's not happy oh he is not pleased no no, no. not pleased at all no 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 so no, um no. anyway we'll see what happens there yeah i completely can I say this? I completely agree with everything Andrew Guy said about these two matches. Um, yeah, hundred percent. I, I think. I mean, in Dolphin V, I just I, I do want more. I do want more. Yeah. Well, I, I think I, I. So let's yeah, let's just jump into into into, into this match because after these two matches, I do want to bring up the topic that we had in the title last week's episode when we had Kate on, which which collision event was the best. So mm. I want to get your take on. It. I'll run through the events just to remind you and the yeah, audience. Yeah, give me a reminder. Uh, uh, but. Just rem- so I want to touch on that at the end of the show. So we'll cover these two matches that happened yesterday and today, Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, Claudia Dolph and Christy V. Uh, they had they had in in their previous showings okay um, matches. You know they, they lost, but it, it was okay. Yeah, and like, lost. Obviously, lost. room mm-hmm. to improve. Um, I, and so I wasn't quite sure what level we were going to get, and. I thought we saw some 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 improvement from Christy V in terms of gameplay, and sure. Claudia Dolph, you know, Andrew Guy alluded to it. He had she had a bit of a rough round, a rough mm-hmm. first round, only getting three points. That's mm. not ideal. Uh, League average is what six? <laughs> yeah, like six and a half. Seven. I mean, six yeah, and a half, seven. Six, yeah, about six. Yeah, and so uh, not a great great start there. Um, what I will say, speaking towards the character aspect of it, I think these. Two individuals were just worried about getting the win, and not. And they just focused think on, about anything else. Yeah, they mm. were just so focused on let me get this win because I think so, for some players, I don't know this to be true for either one of these individuals, but I think it's it's maybe perhaps they feel like they came into it more for the trivia than the character work, which is totally fair and fine. And so I think let me get a win under my belt or let me start playing well and then I can entertain doing the character stuff and have fun with that because I because perhaps there's a mindset of it's not fun for me to play a character and lose at the same time, which I totally get and, and would be right. um, uh, totally understanding of that. So I think that's perhaps where that's coming from and they didn't quite come into this for the character aspect as we've seen other rookies like last week's match, Brother Lomas and Beth May, right? So like... They immediately come in with the character stuff, and then you know the trivia kind of follows afterwards. With this, I feel like they wanted to jump in, do the trivia stuff, and then we'll do the ancillary character stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of my bird's eye view of it. Whether that's true or not, I, I see I that. Don't know, but, that makes you know. sense. Yeah, I, you know, I, I was there. I actually think I called Chris TV's debut in the league. I believe against. I think uh, that's right. Against the rich, Rick yeah. the Rage yeah. of the yeah. Radis, yeah, yeah. baby. Um, I think that that was me. And um, I, I, now I will say this, from that match to this match, I saw a step up, right? Yeah. Like if we're talking on the scale of music, it wasn't a full step. I didn't go from an A to a B note, but I went to like a, a B flat, A sharp. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I completely uh, know what 100% all, all that means. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like I, I took a half step up. I took yeah. a half step up, which step is up good. Step up to the streets. Step up to the streets. <laughs> I don't know what is wrong with us today. No, but he took a ha- she took a half step up, and which is good. I mean, it's showing me that we're going in the right direction of things, and she's going to continue to improve uh, match over match. Just going in the hole now. Yeah. Oh, two. That it's rough because I don't know when her first match was, but I feel like that was three months ago. Maybe I don't know something like that. Um, maybe four months ago. I'm not really sure, but it was very early in the season for sure. It was very early, very early in the season. Um, it was before, no, you know what? It was before, I think it was in I February because it was before FCL I can tell started. You when it was. I can tell you. It was before FCL started. It was on so. March 25th was the match. 
Is when it aired. Okay. Yeah, it's Okay, it aired March. Oh, that's right. It aired March 25th. Okay. We taped it earlier, but it was in March 25th. Right. Okay, it's fine. She's made an improvement from March to July. That's, you, you can say that without a shadow of a doubt. And I do think that there's some credence to your theory of, I'm trying to get a, a victory. Once I get a victory, then I can bring the character back. Because if you remember, Christy V in the match with Rick the Rage Aratus was going off. Like, she had a great energy about her. Yes. She was really battling in the in the war of words. And maybe she, she had some self-reflection and said, I was focusing too much on being entertaining. Yeah. I wasn't focusing on... The, the actual match play this time it, it was like she said is it worth it let me work it <laughs> i knew I, it, I I knew it. <laughs> flip it and reverse it oh boy um what i also will <laughs> say you can't help himself over there i will say also you know looking back at her first match against radis you know they both had five points there chrissy had five points uh in the match but her second round she spun she spun away from robert radford onto opponents and was dealt horror, and she only put up three points, right? And I also think, looking at that match, you go, she was. I think she was trying to match the energy that Radis was bringing, right? She was matching that and, and succeeding, right? I think mm. she was keeping in line with like what he was putting out there. With this match, Claudia Adolph wasn't doing any of that stuff, so I feel like Chrissy Chrissy V uh, reciprocated that. You know, she she matched what was being put out there and so you get this type of performance well i don't know and then i guess she's gonna have to go back and look and like what works for me what doesn't work for me um she, you know she got a, a favorable category in that that second round for her being um well disaster was both for spins so and she did well she did well and then yeah. she got six points didn't give up a steal opportunity claudia dolph and uh, it was a good second round by both of them claudia dolph really rebounded after that that first that first round of three points to to land on Paul Newman, and she pretty much just ran through that thing. She checked multiple choice just once, pulled up seven points, and now she's only down by a point, whereas she was down by two, right? So you yeah. make up a little ground. It's 10 to 11 going to that final round, and so you got to feel good about it. And and then this is, uh, this is one of the more weird final rounds you'll oh see played goodness. all yes. Year because of the six questions asked in the final round, only one okay. was answered correctly between both of them, and it was a five pointer from Claudia Dolph, which basically won her the game. Yeah, even though Christy V had opportunities on her two and three pointer to win it, um, but once she missed that two pointer, the the Quentin Tarantino um, question, it was going to be up to the five no matter what at that point because the three didn't do her diddly, so she's still going to be down by one point. So she had to answer the five. She she was in a position where she didn't have to answer the five to win the game. And that's all you can ask for when you're a player in these games these days. You you just want to stay away from the five-pointer if you can help it. And she did enough, oh, and Claudia also did not enough, you know, to make that a possibility, or to make that a possibility for Chris TV, rather, where she doesn't have to answer the five. And Chris TV wasn't able to take advantage of that situation, unfortunately, and, and, and ended up going 0 for 3, in that final round there, and, and Claudia Duff walks away with a win, with a gutsy win, because, look, three points after the first round is not a good feeling. Can't be a no. great feeling. She probably felt better about her second round, and then probably wasn't feeling really good about missing her two and her three. She probably thought, this match is over, I, I blew it, you know, I was there for a second, and I just kind of blew it. On um, You know, what I think, that black, the, the, the Denzel Washington question, it's kind of a tricky one if you don't know that one, like, by heart, because I was going between... John Q and Man on Fire for whatever reason. I was like, I couldn't really. And so, and she went a different route and. Um, <laughs> and they didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a nice way of saying she got it wrong. <laughs> so, it's, like, it's like she came in second for this match. Um, yeah, she, she Chrissy went a V didn't direction. win them. Chrissy V, you know, she decided to go in a different route and uh, she was the runner up. <laughs> so. Um, but I will I'm say, always going to say when yeah. someone gets it wrong. Yep. They went in a different route. They went route. a different route. They went in a different direction with this one. It, <laughs> Just a bit outside. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's what you got to do for like an egregious just like answer. It's like, <laughs> who directed Titanic? Francis Ford Coppola. Just a bit outside. Just a bit outside. But um, you know what? It was one of those, it was one of those you know, hard matches where they were really – really just trying to get it moving, right, and trying to find their footing in it. It was um, one of those matches that I liken back in the day. I think I used to say this, like it was like a slow bicycle race, 
right? Like it was kind of a rough way to get to the finish. We got to the finish. Claudia Dolph gets the victory. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't imagine getting a repeat of this kind of game from either one of them. Um, especially like a three point, like you know, only one question being answered correctly in, in the in the third round, and then going for three points for Claudia Dolphin in round one. I don't foresee that happening. Yeah. Sometimes, um, even when I'm playing along, there are times where I get a perfect round one when I'm playing along, and there's sometimes where I I don't know anything that's being right, asked. Right, right. You know, so it's it's kind of one of those. And I know it's not, I guess, excusable because if you're going to be a pro in this league, you have to be you know well versatile in in all of cinema. Which is a big ask, but nevertheless, sometimes the the cards don't go your way, as the old saying goes. But Claudia Dahl found her way to the victory. Yeah, and look, I think it's clear that both of these players have knowledge. Yes, and and I think when you look at Claudia Dahl and Christy V, I feel like their their knowledge doesn't perhaps a hundred percent line up what the Schmodown is continuing to ask. Uh, in, in at least in their. What do you matches. mean by that? Well, I, th- I think. Perhaps when you, when you look at, I think, um, Clay Adolph's first round, you know, there was some, um, like that new releases question, right? So sure. some of these newer movies, I think when you, because you look at her Paul Newman category, right? Paul Newman, Ran his, his, his filmography stems back, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, right? You know, it goes back a ways where, and she just ran through that thing fairly easily. And so I don't know how much she, you know, keeps up. Or remembers or has not seen as many times these other movies or study up on these other movies. Um, so I don't know if there's something to that. I think that with Christy V, I think there's a particular set of of movies or a subsection of movies that that she's just really pro- proficient at. It just happens to be that the Schmodown doesn't ask them as much as you know would that would benefit her if you know if you get my saying. Let me ask you something though, that I, I mean this with the most seriousness I've ever asked you of any question. Okay. Did you know Paul Newman first as an actor or from the salad dressing? Wow, actor. I don't know if I believe that. Um, but anyway, anyway, anyway what, what's the salad? What's this dressing thing? What are you talking about? What? You don't know the Paul Newman salad dressing? Does it? No, does, no, does, does no. this sound Come like? On. Come on. Does this now. sound like I know? Are you being? Are you being? I'm, for real? I'm serious. You're being for real right now. Who in the chat knows what he's talking about? Someone in the chat knows what he's talking about. Wait, can I can I pop in our special guest? Is it okay Okay. if I pop you in? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Can I pop you in? This is, yeah. Yeah, okay. You know the salad dressing. I do indeed. Newman's own. Newman's own. Newman's own. And he donates it all. All to charity, absolutely. That's great. I love that. And he even made the, like, Oreos. They were Newman O's. Now, come on, Frank. I remember that part, but... Look, here, I'm gonna give you two explanations. One, I don't like charities, and two, I don't eat salads. So, <laughs> okay. I gotta get that. That's not true about charities, but it is true about salads. Yeah. Well, come on, everyone in the chat knows Newman's own. You're by yourself, Frank. Thank you, PLD, for the pop. Yeah, because they're googling it because they're on their computer. They're not googling it, and they're dude. googling it, dude. Dude, come on now. That's Sorry. like that's like you know Lowry's, dude, I right? Just like to, I just like to ranch, like you know like, Lowry's, right? Kyle Lowry's. Not Kyle Lowry's. Mike Lowry. Yeah, Mike, Mike Lowry. That's right. Yeah, Mike Lowry. And they're giving them salty looks. Lowry's. No? No. 50, you don't know Lowry's? Either? Okay. We don't have that in, I don't know. Is that a, it must be a Texas thing. No, Newman and Lowry's are not a Texas thing. I'm not saying the Newman thing. I believe that, I'm sure the Newman's is a worldwide thing, but the Lowry's, what's the Lowry's thing? You don't remember Kanye in Good Life? And she got the, huh, I got the love, salty. I mean, I mean, sorry. And so it's got to be that I'm seasoned. Haters give me them salty looks. Lowry's. Wait, this is a great point by James E.O. Hankins II. He goes, can't believe Frank is being called out when Brad didn't know Newman has an actor first. We're not paying attention exactly. to that. We're not paying attention to that. We're not paying attention to that. No, I definitely didn't know that he was an actor first. I, and then incredible. when someone was like, have you seen the Tom Cruise movie? I'm like, who else is in it? They're like, it's him and Paul Newman. I'm like, Paul Newman? The salad dressing? No. <laughs> you know, the color of money is right. I like that. <laughs> what, what is he doing in the movie? <laughs> Yeah, He's I think one of the first—I mean, like one of the first movies I ever saw, Paul Newman was *The Hustler*. So, uh, which is a great movie. Okay, okay, okay. Do you want to continue to show off? You know, when I was like seven, I saw a movie called *Coffee*, and it had Pam Greer in it. Is she this, looks who is sensational. This? Who, who, I did not put that in there. <laughs> That's probably Sire Harloff or someone. Come or on, did, man. Or did PLD put that in there? I don't know. I, I don't know. PLD. Maybe 
It, it could have been, been PLD. You know, we never know. Um, anyway, I'm, we're way off base here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're way off. Yeah. Brittany Young. Dude. Come on, man. To quote our 46th president, come on, man. <laughs> so great. So good. Came through. What are your thoughts? So this was a very interesting matchup. I thought, you know, Klee. I mean, we've seen her in exhibition matches. We've seen her in her other matches. And and she's good. Like, And, and she's witty and she's smart. And she knows her stuff. Um, that first round... Pan Greer? Well, come on. Jeez. Oh, boy. That's good. That is great. Uh, <laughs> sorry, audio listeners. He said, um, he said I know I knew Pam Greer first because of the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Woo! That's great. Woo! No, That's Pam great. Greer's an all-timer. Can we give Pam, Pam Greer, Greer yo. can we give her her flowers? I mean, yeah. an all-time Fox. I was going to say something else, but never mind. It's, this is By the way, I'm show. wearing a Selma Hike. Yeah, this is a family show, Brad. Gee, Come sure. on. And yeah. Well, you know what? It's wholesome. When you, when you think about starting a family. <laughs> oh, you know God. I mean? <laughs> Just stop right there. All right. Uh, Clee Wiggins, Brittany Young. Love this match. Had a lot of fun with this match. A lot of fun. And Clee Wiggins would... is such a dope personality. Yes. Yes. A hundred. I, I love that so Clee's cool. in the in the league. I'm glad that we've seen her more this year than we did last year. Which I mean, let's be honest, you could only go up from there. Um, right. 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 And that's just due to the, the nature of how many players we have in the league and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. um, to kind of like f- finagle your way through the crowd and be you know and, and play more and be on screen more, especially when there's like 90 something competitors. Right. You know, we've seen we've seen her a lot, um, relatively speaking. You know, so. Uh, she had six points in this first round, but Brittany Young, she goes perfect. And I, I will say, I thought that bonus question, I was like, really? That's a bonus question? Because we've seen some humdingers at, on these bonus questions. Yeah. And this one was like, what? All right, what sport? Come on. Like, what, pie eating? Come on. It's just see- <laughs> Whatever. So that was like the only thing. And look, PJ was on the desk, so. You're upset about that. Yeah, I am. I'm like, that's a bonus question. Uh, it's fine. Um, you're gonna; those are gonna happen from time to time, sure. Um, but Brittany Young, impressive. Brittany Young, impressive. Man. And look, I thought she was. She made a good showing last year. She had two matches, right? And I thought she played pretty well. She came to this match, um, just a hair under seventy percent accuracy rate. So I was like, all right, you know, she's one of these players that that. It has a lot of character to them, personality, and she's an actress, right? And so she's kind of coming from that school of of players that of of a school of players that's actually kind of growing in the showdown, right? When you right. have players like David Del Rio, obviously Kevin Smith, Brendan Meyer, right? There's now there's Brittany Young, and that's not to take away any other players that do acting um, on the side as well, but most notably, you know those those folks um, who are are. I guess have interesting schedule to work around to play in this to play in this league, right? So I wasn't quite sure what we we're going to see from Brittany. I felt like she would come with some knowledge, but what really impressed me, and, and Andrew Guy said it too, was her knowledge of the game, like the game itself, using the JTEs, right? Or she only I mean she only used one, but she used it here in the first round to keep a perfect round going, and that's just great gameplay because it was right there on the tip of her tongue. I forget which. Um, question it was exactly, but uh, Patrick Penn points out Griffin Newman as well in that class of players that coming in. Yes, absolutely. Right. So um, it's going to right down to the wire, and I think some players would go, ah, you know, I almost had it, but I, you know, but she ha- she was cognizant and had the wherewithal to go JTE, and then she got it was a Terminator I question, know. I think, right? Or yeah, was, yeah, Terminator, yeah, yeah. Which someone did bring up the and she didn't say the the Terminator and Terminator. Look, well, guess what. Look, if you didn't catch it, if, if if the manager didn't catch it, the other player didn't catch it, so what? Beyond that, I'm well, okay with just Terminator. I'm okay yeah. if it's just if it's the Terminator. And where's that? Where's that comment? You saw that one? I, it was from Ryan Kramer, I do believe. Yes, uh, I see it here. Right here, right here. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was surprised that Shannon didn't challenge that. Brittany didn't use the for. The term for the Terminator answer right. would have left her with seven instead of nine. Rulebook says it must be there, and benefit of the doubt doesn't apply. Now, I don't think it actually 
says that unless there's a, another movie called The, the Terminator, Terminator and there's Terminator. or there's a movie called Terminator, right? If there's a movie called Terminator, then you would have to use the, right? Yeah. So you know, there's probably some straight to DVD movie called Terminator. That's fine. That that could be true, but if it wasn't theatrically released, it doesn't count for the Schmodown. Do you know so, there's a Jaws five? God lord, you know this? I feel like I knew that somewhere. It's not like a real Jaws five. Oh, Max. But a but a movie. Max Spielberg is that the one? Oh no, no, he did no, no, six, no, no, right? no, 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 no. There's a movie out there called Jaws five, Cruel Jaws. <laughs> but it's me? but it's but it's a real movie. But it's not part of the Jaws franchise. They just named their movie Jaws 5, Cruel Jaws. Kind of like the Jackson 5. It's <laughs> well, just, just like, because there was four actual Jaws movies, you see. Right, right, so right. So they made a fifth one, but it's not really a fifth one. Did you know about this? No. Okay. I don't I don't concern myself with crap. Terminator, movies. the Terminator. Yeah. I don't really care. Didn't she have got a problem right. with it. Yeah, it was like, look, it, it, it's right there. Um, and yeah, I think they also, they also referenced that... Um, the account said it would have been like a petty challenge, which I agree. It's you know we're we're done with that, we're done with that. Um, so coming out of that, I was like, oh man, Brittany Young for real, for real here. But Cleet, you know, six points again, right around that league average. So it's it's nothing um, to hang your head about. I'm sure she would have loved to have done better, obviously. But deep, right. being down three, not completely insurmountable, but not ideal. And it just means you got to go perfect in your second round. And she does get all four, but she does check down the multiple choice twice. And, and you do love to see that when players remember um, that that is an option, you know. And I think, you know, we were talking to Andrew Guy earlier. He's like, when these players don't take advantage of everything that's available to them, whether it's a challenge or a repeat or the multiple choice, it's like, these are here for your benefit to help you out. And if you don't, you know, because that can cost you the game. That yeah. can, you know, and it can help you win we, the game. Dude, we see it almost every week in the FCL. People not checking to their JTEs, not going down to multiple. And a lot of it's because they're new, right? And they're not thinking through the strategy. But such a lifesaver. That can be yeah. such a lifesaver. I think we even had one um, a couple weeks ago. I can't remember what it was. But I think they said it was some with Indiana Jones. And they jumped the gun and said uh, Ark of the Covenant. But it was really the Holy Grail. And had they used a repeat, they would have been like, oh, okay, he said Last Crusade, not Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? So, Just one oh, of those right. things. One of those things, man. Um, definitely. So let's get to this uh, final. Let's get to this final. Uh, uh, well, congrats to Brittany Young, but I know you wanted to go through um, Collision. Yeah. So let, let's do that. And and while you're pulling up some of the information on Collision's past, well, I was actually looking up uh, looking up some of this rule book real quick because you know Randy McGood's in the chat, and he's like, "Yo, oh good lord, Jaws five. Oh my god, cruel Jaws." It's real. It's a real movie. 1995. Look at that. Beautiful. New terror surface. New terror surfaces. What a terrible movie. I never saw it, but it looks awful. Continue. All right. So actually, let me do, let me do this real quick since we're just sharing screens. Share it. Uh, let's go. Let's do. That's what it was. I think it's this one. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can't really. Well, actually, I can do this, huh? Yeah, I think you can okay. zoom in. Yeah, here we go. All right, so in this section right here, I think – I don't know if I'm highlighting the correct one. But yeah, we're gonna read, read it. it for us. Any movie title that is longer than two words that includes the word the as a first word in its title can be answered with the variable of including the in the answer or excluding it from the title. Examples, the Green Street Hooligans and Green Street Hooligans would both be considered correct answers while thing would be incorrect and the thing would be considered correct. So I think that they are right. Is law is extenuating, longer extenuating than circumstances, two words. Extenuating circumstances dictate exceptions to this rule in very specific cases. Distinctly different films in the same series, such as Suicide Squad and The Suicide Squad, or Batman and The Batman, must be answered exactly and with no variability to the answer because of the nebulous nature of this section as it relates to the vast history of film in situations where there is confusion in drawing a distinction between two similarly titled films, the on-site line judge must determine whether or not both films in question could be included in an official showdown question beyond a reasonable doubt. This decision isn't is left entirely up to the on-site line judge and possibly an on-site current question writer, question writer if possible. 
except in instances where the film title starts with the, the exact title of the film being declared as an answer is required. For instance, the girl with the pearl earring versus girl with a pearl earring. The former would be considered incorrect and the latter would be considered correct. So there you go. Well, there you have it. That's the rule. There's, that's the rule. All right. Talk about collision. And collision. hide your screen, brother. We don't want to see your... Oh, man. All that stuff. We, we don't want to see your browser history here. Remove. Come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. All right. Okay. Collision. You know, we're still live on the air here. Yeah, I know. That's okay. They, they know what we're doing. They okay. know what we're okay. doing. Okay. We're, del we're delivering information to the people. All right, collision. So the first the first collision event was way back in the year 2017. And the very first match at a collision event was between Rotten Tomatoes, which would then become Team Modoc. Are you hearing that? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Hearing what? You heard that. I heard <laughs> what you said. The music. No. You didn't hear that. I didn't think so. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> What's going right. on? So <laughs> it was Rotten Tomatoes versus Nerds Watch. Uh -huh. And that was the first match. Rotten Tomatoes won that one. Then they had Hector Navarro defending the Intergeekdom Championship against, against Jeremy Ro Johns. Jeremy Johns. Which yes. had an infamous moment where, right. and I forget the exact question, but Jeremy Johns, it was a question about a song. I forget the, someone in the chat will remind me. Uh, Jeremy Johns could like sing the song, but he needed to know the song title. And had he known that, he would have won the championship. So and, crazy. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Uh, and then it was Christian Harloff versus Jeff Snyder, part of Harloff's revenge tour of sorts. Oh, right. And he where he was eventually going to go on to beat Dan Merle. For and the title. For the title, yeah, yeah. Wow, man. This was after he set himself up to play Bibiani, which he thought he would lose, but then he then beat. So it was, um, yeah. Uh, and then we had the, the iconic triple threat title match between Riley Merle and Roca, and then the subsequent defense of Merle, Merle's championship against Sam Living when he cashed in his free-for-all shot. And so that was the first collision. First collision. So, pretty stacked. Second collision. In 2018, we had a triple threat match between Janine, Stacey Howard, and Mark Andreka, in which Andreka lost, although although Janine was, like, super close to winning that thing. She, it was, like, within her grasp. It was like, oh, here comes Janine, and then just whiffed and and draco at that time was part of the five club and at that time five club was on a tear because they had obviously rachel and clark somewhat sam sam whitworth not really but and then uh there was Andreco. so um the so he won that match and then the star wars match had alex damon going for the title was it was supposed to be against sam whitworth but he had to drop the belt. He was stripped of the belt. And so Bruce Green was brought in. Oh, and that man. was just an absolute Woo! demolition. I think it was like 28 to 3 was like the final. It was, it was brutal. Silly. But then we also got another iconic match in Dan Merle versus Andrew Guy. Uh, I think oh, everyone yeah. knows how that one went. That was on the same show? Yes. Wow. And then we had Rachel Cushing versus Eric Zipper. That was a round two IG tournament match in which Rachel Cushing TKO'd him. Uh, TKO Zipper, and that's this was like Rachel Cushing's like ascension right now. You know everything going on with the Five Club and all that. And then the main event was the Iron Man match between oh. Above the Line and the Patriots. Oh, that one. Yeah. So you got that one. So then the third collision, 2019. We had four matches. It was the Manager Bowl. Uh, Eric Zipper, Stacey Howard, Janine, and Drew McWeeny, as well as John Roca. McWeeny ends up winning that one. Oh yeah. Then we had another incredible moment from Mike Kalowski and Kevin Smith in a number one contender match in Inner Geekdom. It was the Don't Tell Peter moment, like, whoo, right? And then we had Paul Oyama in a number one contender match against Liz Shannon Miller, which he won, and then would subsequently go on to defeat Dan Merle for the title. And then the main event was a rematch between the Odd Couple and the Shirels after they had relinquished the belt to the Odd Couple, but then would come back in this match at Collision, the main event, to win it back, become two-time team champions. And then 2020 happened. Yeah, that we didn't do collision then. So, um, and well, then this dude, year, I... and this year we have Dean Melanson versus Laura Kelly, Saul versus Amaru Moses, Marisol McKee versus Kevin Smith, and Shazam versus Corruption. So between 2020, 2018, and 2017, we only have three to pick from. Now, you can or... pick this year's if you want. 
Are all those matches this year, are they all in person or are they all digital? Half and half. Half Dima Lanzacalli, McKeon Smith will be digital. Saul and Amaru Moses, Shazam Corruption will be in studio. Okay, well, I can't I can't pick that one, obviously, because I haven't seen it. So, I'm going 2019 for Don't Tell Peter and the Shire Wolves repeat, you know, title repeat, back-to-back in it. That's the best one. That's a, that's a good one. I do like that one a lot. I do think it might be the, the very first collision. Might be the best card. First one's great. Might be the best card with, I think, the best results. I think um, you might be looking at that with a little nostalgia. Well, here, uh, here's why it's not 2018. We had because now the t- one of us said it. We had two, <laughs> it was two TKOs, a KO, um, and the Iron Man match for the for the team's title. I wasn't a particularly huge fan of that format for a title match, which is, I think, the league might agree with that since we haven't done one <laughs> since then. Yeah. Even when we could do it in studio, we haven't done it since then. Um, so that one's gonna take a backseat. 2019 is an interesting one, but I think. I mean, the manager ball had, I forget the exact um, ramifications of that one. There was a stip. Yes. I think, was it uh, Control of the League? Was that the one? No, that was... uh, That was was spectacular. That was spectacular. spectacular. Anyways. um, Uh, Who the hell knows? Yeah. (laughs) But then, like, Paul Yama versus Lich, it was a fine match, but I think everyone... I mean, the only one that really stands out to me, well, dude, Odd Couple Charles is a great match too, and Kelsey's match. Yeah, 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 and don't tell memorable. Peter. Yeah, I'm still going don't 2017. Tell Peter, but I'm you going, know what? You know what? I will yeah. say on paper, on paper, on paper, this 2021 card trumps them all. On paper, it has a, it has the pos- I mean, yeah, it has the possibility. On paper, so we will see. But Frank, you've said it all. You've said as, it all, as I always do. You always do. We want to thank Andrew Guy for coming on this week. It was really good. We want to thank Frank Janish for being here, as always. Plud, who's in the who's in the background right now. We appreciate Plud. him. <laughs> Plud. <laughs> Plud, you know, always appreciate Plud. There he is. There's Plud. Just <laughs> plodding around. You can follow me at FrankieJ29. Follow me at Brad Gilmore. We have FCL title matches this Tuesday title match. Star Wars match going down. Don't miss it. And, yeah, collisions coming up. Spectacular tickets are on sale. Cantina tickets for August 1st and the 14th. They're almost sold out. I think think August 1st, date had like 10 tickets left. Not sure about the 14th. But if you can make it. Oh, um, Mamacita. There's title matches. You know, Kalinowski Chandra is going to be live in person. Well, not live, live. Live for you when you're there. And then, obviously, Dan Merle. Ethan Irwin will be live in person, live for you. Pre taped stuff. So, live at the Scum and Villainy Cantina with your Scum. boy, JC. So, and, uh oh. Villainy. And you know what? Good riddance. Get him out of here. <laughs> you can hear also, me, though, right? <laughs> October the 9th, live in New York City, New York. Will you be there? We all will be. For Frank Janish, my name is the Bo Brad Gilmore. This is the Schmodown Rundown. And we will see you all fine, fine creatures next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.